Hey guys, this is Jonathan. Before we start today's show, I want to tell you that we've, uh, we're publishing things a little bit out of order here. There are some technical difficulties with the two recordings that I recorded previous to the one that you're about to hear today. Uh, they are all full, real shows, um, all recently recorded. Uh, this one was recorded on location in Richmond as I was visiting our friends and warheads up there. And so it's going to have an on-location sound and feel to it, similar to what it sounded like in the New Jersey recording. And Joel and I are working on the other two recordings so that we can get them out to you as soon as possible. All right, I hope you enjoyed today's game. It was a blast to record, and uh, I really do think you're going to love it. So let's get on with the show. Recorded live in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Trivial Warfare. More than just a pub quiz, Trivial Warfare is your gateway to a worldwide trivia community. Join your hosts, Jonathan. Take these broken wings, it's Mr. Mister. Broken wings. Son of a beasting. Chris. I thought it was about a tree falling. I thought I was talking about a person going down. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Carmella. My vodka's telling me that no, they didn't. And the answer is, yes, they were in 1854. You lied to me. Ben. Jonathan was literally, he was literally about to break things. He wasn't kidding. He was about to get it from his desk and destroy something valuable. (laughs) And the rest of the Trivial Warfare Army for another week of fun and games. Now here's your host, Jonathan Oaks. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Trivial Warfare. We are the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub and brings it home to you. My name is Jonathan and I am sitting in Aaron Barkley's apartment in Richmond, Virginia. Guys, we are live on location. It is one of those awesome freaking shows. I'm really excited. Just a heads up for everybody. This sounds different than our normal audio quality. I get it. I understand we're huddled around a single microphone in a very echoey room, and there are cicadas outside that are going to buzz, and there's neighbors upstairs who are going to drop stuff, (laughs) and that timing was amazing. Uh, Nothing I can do about that, so you're just going to have to enjoy the little ambiance that uh, you're getting from this microphone today. Uh, and I'm really excited to be here. So let's go ahead and meet our players today. First up to my left, Miss Erin Barkley. Erin, tell everybody. Well, you know, everybody kind of already knows you, right? I think so. I think so. So I don't need you to say what you do. Well, you can just pretend to pick one of the things that you do. Uh, or say something that you were passionate about. How about that? Something you're passionate about. And then tell me what the coolest thing about living in Richmond is. So the job that I'm probably most passionate about is, well, trivia hosting, but you all hear about that all the time. I work in the theater. I'm a lighting designer, and I get to make art and tell stories and turn lights on and off, and that's really fun, and I love doing it. My favorite thing about Richmond is all the stuff there is to do here. We have a vibrant theater scene. We have a pretty great music scene. Lots of big acts come through town. We have small local bands. There's just a lot to do without the horror of living in a giant city. All right, next up, Mr. John Welch. John, tell everybody what you're passionate about and what your favorite thing is about living in Richmond. Uh, I'll start with the Richmond one. I like Richmond because it's, it's been said, small city, uh, big enough that has, you know, cool stuff going on, but not so big that 
people take life way too seriously and, you know, you're busy all the time. I would say passionate about uh, music. I play uh, spare time, play trombone, a couple local community bands and, and things like that. Uh, next up, Kat Thompson. Kat, remind everybody what you're passionate about doing and also tell us what you love about Richmond. Okay. Hi. I would say that most recently I have become more passionate about public libraries. I grew up in public libraries basically because I'm a giant book nerd and I just liked going to read anyway. And now I work for one and I've really come to understand how incredibly important they are to local communities, not just as a place where you can, where you can get books, but also as a resource, as a meeting space. People look for jobs. There's just a whole bunch of stuff that we do that is really important. So I'm pretty on board with them sticking around. The thing I like best about Richmond, Virginia, as a pretty outdoorsy person, I really enjoy how much there is to do outside here. There's so much biking. There's so much running. There's so much walking. There's so much segueing. There's so much that you can do just outside of your front door, and you don't have to go too far to get there, and that's incredible. Says the marathoner, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy that there's places to run because I do it a lot. Love it. By the way, are you crazy? I don't do marathons. No, I'm talking about the AC. Oh, I thought you were looking around going, what? The no, I heard was. something going, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Oh. So I was looking for that. She said, do you want me to turn the AC off? I'm like, hell no. I won't. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was making you noise. You can turn the AC off. We'll put a rush oh. from Virginia down here. <laughs> I, can, I can do that too if it's warm. You, you, you can get it to Brent levels if you need to. All right, last up. We have another Jonathan in the room. Jonathan Robbins is here with us today. Jonathan, tell us what you're passionate about and what you love about Richmond, Virginia. It sounds sad, but I'm not super passionate about anything. I am, however, a traffic engineer, so I'm going to plug to the good people out there. Wear your seatbelts, don't drink and drive, and if you're going to run red lights, at least learn your your municipality's yellow and all red cycle links so you can do it wisely. Uh, what do I love about Richmond, Virginia? My wife is here. Oh. Orange Cat Trivia is here. Oh. And it is, a, it is an East Coast city that you can still actually live in and have a good time in without being super rich. So you get all the benefits of a theater scene, a music scene, um, and you have transportation to pretty much anywhere else on the East Coast you could want to go. It's just a lovely city. Awesome. I'm happy to be here. Very cool. All right, guys. Well, I think it's time for Warm It Up, Chris. It's time to warm it up. A trivial warfare today. And there's only one person who can warm it up for the TWA. And that's Chris. And sometimes Jonathan. And I pulled together a list just the other day. I was thinking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame earlier. And I started wondering, who was inducted more than one time? So I went ahead and found the list. What I want you to do is name the people who are inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame more than once. Do you understand? Yes. yes. All right. Aaron, we'll start with you. Eric Clapton. Oh. Eric Clapton. Three times. 1992 for the Yardbirds, 1993 for Cream, and 2000 as a solo artist. And I'm out. I should ask you guys who they're from, too. Please uh, John, <laughs> who you got? Uh, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Beatles and Solo, 88 and 99. 
Good job. Cat. You stole my Paul. Um, I'm already out, so. I will say Phil Collins of Genesis. Phil Collins is not on the list. Good guess, though. Frankly, when I pulled the list together, that was the one person I identified and said, I'm surprised Phil Collins isn't on here. All right, Jonathan. I'm going to be super corny, but George Harrison. George Harrison, Beatles and Solo, 1988-2004. You are correct. Good job. Aaron. I'm going to keep riding this train and guess John Lennon. It's a good train to ride. <laughs> Beatles 98, Solo 94. John Lennon is correct. John. Stephen Tyler. Stephen Tyler is not uh, correct, my friend. Cat. I was waiting for you to go with the other member of the Beatles, which I'm not going to do because <laughs> I'm off the Beatles train. So I'm going to switch it up and say Diana Ross with the Supremes. Diana Ross is not on the list. I feel like Ringo should be in twice, at least for Mr. Conductor. But I don't think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Paul cares nearly about, uh, as much about Thomas the Tank Engine as I do. Um, I'm going to say Steve Winwood. Steve Winwood, not on the list. All right, Aaron. Joan Jett? Not on the list. John. If you, I swear, if you find a band, hook on to the band, because you know it's going to be one of them, right? Should I take the hint and say Ringo? <laughs> I'm not telling you anything. Screw it. Ringo. Ringo Starr, 1998 for the Beatles 2015 <laughs> as a solo artist. By the way, Eric Clapton was part of the Yardbirds and Cream. Hint, hint. Cat, your turn. You assume I know anyone else who was in the Yardbirds or in Cream. I'm going to take a different tack. Oh my gosh, what's his name? Uh, not the other. Uh, okay. Glenn Frey from the Eagles? Glenn Frey, not on the list. That's why I went with Steve Winwood, because blind faith in traffic. But I'm going to go back to the Yardbirds and go with Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page, the Yardbirds, 1982, Led Zeppelin, 1995. Good job. Aaron. You know, I don't know anything about music, right? Um, I'm trying to think of uh, Dylan, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, not on the list. <laughs> Great. <laughs> He's a musician, though. Yes. <laughs> All right, John. It's too early. Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry, not on the uh. list either. Cat. How about Sam Cook? Sam Cook. Not on the list. Jonathan, can you make it a queen, clean, a queen sleep? There yeah. you go. <sighs> a clean so sweep. And speaking of queen sleep, try Casper mattresses. After promo code Jonathan. Not one of our advertisers. <laughs> oh, it's one of his. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> My personal advertisers. I'm not passionate about anything, but let me tell you. But let me tell you about Bombas socks. <laughs> <laughs> For every pair that you buy, they will do it. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, if you can't get a right answer here, I'm going to cut it short because That's everybody's fair. missed it. That's probably good. That's idea. not unfair. Let me... I should have thought about it before it came back around to me. That's usually a wise uh, idea. <laughs> I'm not I think he just figured out the strategy. Right. But if you said cream... I oh, do. you know what? Actually, I'm going to go with sting. Sting. Not on the list. Ooh. Oh my gosh. All right. Dagger. Be so, prepared to hate yourself. I'm not, I can't read these from here, but that is a long ass list you've got in your hand. And we didn't get I agree with you. You've been doing a lot of scrolling up and down yes. to verify these wrong answers. Uh, that's correct. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, disappointed a little bit. Me. Yes. 
All right, who, here's what we got. We got uh, Lou Reed, mm-hmm. Velvet mm-hmm. Underground in Solo, Peter Gabriel. Oh. I was going to say the other one. Genesis <laughs> and Solo. Other Genesis guy. Yep, that's what made me think about Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Clapton, you said. Uh, Clyde McFadder mm-hmm. from Solo and from The Drifters. Oh. Mm. It's fair if you didn't know Clyde. He's awesome. Uh, you had all the Beatles. Paul Simon. From oh, you know, Simon and Garfunkel and Solo. Bands, they were just a fad. <laughs> They're awesome. Uh, if you had locked onto the Birds or Crosby, Stills, and <laughs> you could have really nice. cleaned up here. <laughs> David Crosby from the Birds and Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Uh, Curtis Mayfield from the Impressions and Solo. Jeff Beck from the Yardbirds and Solo. Neil Young from Solo and Buffalo Springfield. Michael Jackson from the Jackson 5, <laughs> and, and as a solo artist. Yikes. Oh, guys. Stephen Stills from Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Buffalo Springfield. Graham Nash from Crosby, Stills, and Nash and The Hollies. The good news is you're out of Crosby, Stills, and Nash people to insult us with. <laughs> I did already say Neil Young. You from, did. Yes. Yep. He didn't make it for Crosby, Stills, and Nash, by the way. That's because uh, they weren't Crosby, Stills, and Nash exactly. Young at the time. Uh, John Carter from the Flamingos and the Dells, Sammy Strain from the OJs and Little Anthony and the Imperials, Ron Wood from the Rolling Stones and the Small Faces, or Faces, and last but not least, Rod Stewart, Solo and the Small Faces, or just Faces. Uh, and the source of that uh, list was a Newsday.com article from 2016. I don't believe any have been added since then to the list. So that is the full list of artists who have been inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame more than once. I would say good job, no, but so really it wasn't. It's not. Make it and proud. Yeah, no, that was bad. <laughs> I, I do guys. feel like if Clyde Drexler got in for the Drifters and Solo, then Steve Winwood. <laughs> Clyde Drexler? <laughs> really? <laughs> not a sports guy. Really? <laughs> Just going to handicap myself there right now. <laughs> All right, so uh, tell me, what are our teams today? Team Casa Orange Cat, me and John. Casa Orange Cat. John used to be a roommate as part of Casa Orange Cat. Okay, so John and Aaron are on a team, meaning Cat and Jonathan are on a team, right? Team chairs of John Cat. (laughs) (laughs) And if you hear clanking, it's because Aaron put this giant glass-looking... Ice cubes sphere. in my sphere is what you're looking for. Sphere? It's not a sphere, darling. It's just, it it's wasn't before. It was before it started melting. It has lobes. It looks like a brain. It's because it's melting. It broke. Ice brain. It just broke right in front of us. Get you this gift, and right. So ungrateful. <laughs> anyway, this is not an after dark episode, but there's plenty of alcohol in the room. Just FYI, we're not drinking it though. We're just looking at it longingly. We're just we're just clanking it. You are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, are you guys ready for question one? Probably not. All right, so today's game is Jonathan and Cat versus John and Aaron. It is time to play the game. Play us. Oh, yeah. Y'all know what time it is. This is Mr. Literature himself, cordially inviting you to the game. This is six rounds of trivia goodness. Three questions per round. Every right answer gets you 10 points. In the middle, we'll take a pause for the cause and ask a midpoint question worth up to 20 juicy points. After round six, you can wager any or all those points you've been building up and take a shot at the final round. 
It's a series of theme-based questions we call The Gauntlet. It's just that easy, baby. But this game ain't gonna play itself, players. Let's get it on. Round one, question one. Your category is, that man can blow. Bill Clinton famously played saxophone on what entertainer's late-night talk show while on the campaign trail for the 1992 U.S. presidential election? We are locked in. So are we. Uh, both of those sounded unsure. This is great radio. Which one is really sure? We're sure. We're All right, you guys talk. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the Arsenio Hall show. My only thing is I'm not entirely sure that's the name. I'm not entirely sure if that's the name of the show or just the host. Is that the Apollo? I'm pretty sure it's at the Apollo. I am pretty sure that is correct. I remember hearing that. Yeah, like I, I'm. The question was asking for what entertainers late night talk show. Oh. Oh, entertainers. Sorry, I I think I heard entertainment. Like so, yeah. I guess I heard yeah. Awkward. I like that answer. But I guess in that case, yeah, uh, Arsenio Hall. Okay, Cat and Jonathan. I am currently tracing circles around the name Arsenio Hall. The correct answer is Arsenio Hall. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was the easiest question of the set, by the way. Damn that. it. I started you off with a softball. Yes. All right. Round one, question two. Your category. Televisiones. <laughs> Come on, Turk. You've got to remember this. Carla isn't Puerto Rican. She's what nationality? Yep, we are locked in. Oh, all right. Jonathan and Kat, you can talk. What do you think? I don't remember, so if you have a first instinct. My first instinct is Dominican, but that's because I had Dominican food recently and it was really good. So I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying my stomach leads me where it wants. I've, I've learned after years of experience that you always follow a man's stomach where it leads him, so I'm fine with Dominican if you are. All right. We will lock in with Dominican. We also said Dominican. Correct answer... Dominican from the musical episode. Fantastic. Episode. Yes. So good. I, I, because I was writing the question, I went and watched it just to make sure I got it right when I was asking the question. I enjoy the heck out of that. So good. Yes. All right. Round one, question three. Category is music. What former lead singer of Drew Hill reached number one as a solo artist in the year 2000 with Incomplete, but is better remembered for a lesser hit? We're going to lock in? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll lock in. All right. So we just learned that I don't know anything about music, and neither does my partner. Neither do either of you, so I'm upset that you got this. He does. So you know music. <laughs> you can't change what you put either. <laughs> Jonathan's that's, that's got a face. That is the face that makes me happy. Jonathan's got a face. That's an, that's an angry Jonathan face, which is good, because I was going to say Lucky Johnson. Get the question one more time. <laughs> yes. What former lead singer of Drew Hill reached number one as a solo artist in the year 2000, 2000 with Incomplete, but is better remembered for a lesser hit? We're going to lock in with Drew Hill. Because you said he was the lead singer of a band called Drew Hill. <laughs> <laughs> it's a name, is it not? <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Jonathan and Kat. I'm... I started out very certain. I'm less certain, but I'm pretty sure it's Cisco. Okay. Well, a lesser hit asked you 
Let me see that phone. Oh. It is Cisco. Good job. Ooh. All right. At the end of the first round. Oops, I gave the wrong team the points. I'm fine with that. That is totally Jonathan. <laughs> Already? <right there. laughs> At the end of the first round, John and Aaron have 20. Kat and Jonathan have 30. Round two, question one. Your first category is Omeo, Omeo, Columbus, Ohio? What former director and current director emeritus of the Columbus Zoo in Ohio is perhaps best known for his appearances with David Letterman over a 30-year period? Yes, I'm asking for that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can see his stupid face. I have no idea what his name is. It's not a stupid face. I'm sure he's a lovely person. Let me see it. <laughs> We're locked in. Did you want to lock in? Let them actually talk. All right. Aaron and John are locked in. I have no clue. I have a big old bag of nothing. Can I just read what you wrote down and then scratch it out? (laughs) If you feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to lock in with Noah from the Ark in the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Him and David Letterman Uh, are good friends, huh? (laughs) We had Drew Hill. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Did you really oh lock it out? <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. That was a very serious answer. Let me just finish writing down your zero there. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. You put so much thought into that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I wrote that immediately. Oh. We then tried to think about actual things. The correct answer. His name is Jack Hanna. Oh! Yeah, I it, can see it's, your stupid head. It's not obscure. No, no it sure isn't. Ugh. Didn't he have something? Didn't he have an installation of Bush Gardens too? Yes. Yeah. I couldn't get past Steve Irwin. I couldn't. Yeah. Which couldn't was either. wrong. Yes. Because he's dead. Oh, poor. Too soon. Poor Wait, Steve too Irwin. soon. It was soon. <laughs> Wait, Jack Hanna's not dead. No, he's alive, dude. Oh, good for him. He's currently a director of marriage. It's not going to call him really. Yeah, that question was asked in the present tense. It was tense. part of the question. Oh, didn't yeah. I say Steve Irwin? That's fair. All right. Round two, question two. Your category is, do you dread the threads? What NBA basketball team features an alternate jersey with the words, the town, prominently displayed to honor its current home, even though it's scheduled to leave town in the 2019-2020 season? You're you're looking for the name of the team? I'm looking for the name of the basketball team. Lock it in. We are locked in. All right, Jonathan and Kat, you can talk. Really? Uh, maybe. Uh, do you have a different guess? Mm, no, but I'm also trying to mentally scroll through a list of all the teams as fast as I can. Wait. And try to remember. Isn't there a team that's moving to... No, that's MLS. Does Sacramento have a basketball team? Sacramento Kings are a thing. Are they um, leaving? I where would they go though is the question. Damn. Somewhere better than Sacramento. <laughs> oh, Fresno, <laughs> Seattle. No, Seattle. <laughs> They've literally lost more games than any other team in the history of the NBA. Really? That's more than the seventy six? That's a cool stat. Yeah. Huh? I need to double check that. Don't then, repeat it. Then they're probably not going anywhere. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> no valuation there. <laughs> I feel like I would have heard of that team that you wrote down was moving because. Yeah, we can just say it's the Golden State Warriors. They're locked in. Okay. Yeah. That was my first guess. Uh, I don't think 
the Celtics are leaving or even moving arenas. The town. Because that was that movie, right? I don't know. I have no idea. Wouldn't that have been Affleck movie? The town. I don't. I'm not going to help you. Not even about a tangentially related movie question. I don't. I don't, I don't do, do, do the answer your question. No. I don't do I that. Do answer, yes. Thank, thank you, John. <laughs> really? Boston trivia. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my question. <laughs> you get plus five gentleman points. I I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Let's just go with Golden State because I can't think of anything else. So we're gonna lock in with what is probably the wrong answer, but I have faith in my teammate of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I believe the town it refers to Oakland in this case, and they're moving to San Francisco, and it's the Golden State Warriors. Before I give the answer, I can tell you the answer is not the Boston Celtics, and I respect you tremendously for giving him the bit of information that, yeah. yes... Oh, yeah, I wouldn't if it was Boston. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, if you want to go that way, I will help you yeah. go that way. I'll keep those gentlemen points. Uh, they, they were well learned, sir. <laughs> because the answer is the Golden State Warriors. Oh, my God! You're amazing. They are currently playing in Oakland, the town, and are moving to play in San Francisco in 2019-2020. Round two, question three. Your category is fly, fat ass, fly! I feel personally attacked. <laughs> you are directly across from the <laughs> A little loud, huh? Victoria's Secret and Bath & Body Works are the flagship brands for what Fortune 500 company who originally shared its name with a once popular brand that shut all of its doors in 2017? And if you didn't catch the, the category, uh, it's a quote from Mallrats. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to say it, and I'm going to be super irritated. Not if you get it right. It's behind the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in my brain. <laughs> I don't think Cleveland is a Fortune 500 company. <laughs> Jack Hanna is standing outside. <laughs> waving a reptile at us. <laughs> so, it's not the same company. It's the, the, the shares its name, but it's not the same company. It used to have the same name as the company that closed, okay. and it changed it. I don't know if it changed it exactly when it closed, uh, but it definitely changed it. Okay, but it's a different company. Finishing first does not mean finishing correctly. (laughs) (laughs) That's what, nope, not going there. We're (laughs) locked. Got (laughs) him. Wow. All right, Aaron and John, talk out loud. I'm trying to walk through the mall. Me too. I'm 12 again. Yeah, I don't go to the mall. Like I did that when I was 12. That's a blatant lie. (laughs) Um, Was Filings National? Does that name mean anything? It, it does. I think they were before 2017, though. I, I think I'm they went fine out a while with, ago. I mean, but it's 20. It's the, almost 2019 now. So 2017 feels like a lot longer ago than it. That was like 2012 like or something. That's the thing. I mean, I'm fine with that as an answer because I don't know what else it could be. And like I said, I'm going to kick myself when he says it. Yep. I'll kick you too. Um, want to go for that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. For lack of a better answer, we're going to go with Filene's. All right. Kat and Jonathan, what did you say? So we wrote down a couple of things. One of the first things we wrote down was Circuit City, but I'm pretty sure that closed earlier than 2017. Uh, then Jonathan wrote down Toys R Us, which I th- 
I thought was a pretty good answer, but I couldn't see Victoria's Secret and Bath and Body Works being <laughs> part of Toys R Us. I feel like I'm about toys. to fall down a rabbit Ew. hole of <laughs> epic proportions. But I know that a lot of brick-and-mortar bookstores have closed recently, so I picked one that I thought was not really around too much anymore, and we locked in with Borders. It's going to laugh if you said Barnes & Nobles, because she has an electronic book by Barnes & Nobles. <laughs> <laughs> I was in one last week. They're still around for now. Yes, and God bless them. They're great. All right, well, so the clues took you to the mall, and the store that closed in 2017 was The Limited. Oh. The name of the company now, the Fortune 500 company, is called L Brands. So the limited owned Victoria's Secret and mm. Bath and Body Works. Oh, that's why they were always next door to each other. I guess. Yes. 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 All right. I was too busy in the field. No moss. <laughs> All right. Round three, question one. Your category is her story? This question comes to us from Talina Sinclair. Thank you, Talina. The Rebecca Riots, a series of attacks on toll gates as a protest against unfair taxation by what country in the 19th century was driven by men in women's clothing taking on the mantle of Rebecca from the Bible story? We're going to lock in. Yeah. All right. Cool. I wrote, let them lock in. So, what? (laughs) Thank you, Marie Antoinette. (laughs) You wrote down two things. I wrote down two things. That might have been a clue for one of them. My immediate, the thing that first came to mind to me was the UK. Because I know about that time, the UK is now run most, mostly public roads. Uh, at the time, there's a lot of privatized toll companies that owned all the, the main roads between them. So I could see where if a company raised a toll that people couldn't afford, that would become a thing. I have no real tie into it being specifically that that like the Rebecca riots, but I feel it's either the UK or New Jersey. So <laughs> for real, yeah, seriously, like thirteen bucks? No, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> it's free to get in. Yeah, pay to leave. I like that line a lot because it is so true. Mm-hmm. So true. Okay, I'm fine with that. You you have information. I was going to write countries down until you told me to stop. I have the thing is I. I Sure, I'm not going to come up with a better answer, so we'll say the United Kingdom. Okay. Uh, Jonathan and Kat. I like New Jersey as an answer because Americans do have a history of playing dress-up to protest taxation. (laughs) That's a good call there. I wrote England, question mark. Kat wrote Scotland. I then asked, are these different countries... Apologies to my godmother and Addie Lewis. Uh, but then, <laughs> I didn't know Addie Lewis was your godmother. I said godmother and Addie Lewis. It's the Oxford comma, man. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't hear the pause. It's fair. I did mumble that part. But um, we settled on England because Monty Python liked to dress up as women. So, All right. So you said England. Yes. You said the UK. I need more information from you. Uh, I guess England would be the, if I'm going to pick a constituent country, it would be England. Correct answer to the question. Wales. Uh, Wales is the country where the Rebecca riots took place. Wales are animals, my friend. Not a country. (laughs) (laughs) There is no H. No H and also no points. He took entirely too much joy in saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Round three, question two. Your category is, why are you always playing games? 
You might be alone on an island if you can remember the name of what game development company that produced arcade games like Rampage, Mortal Kombat, and NBA Jam. We're locked in. All right. John and Aaron. So, you might be alone on an island is obviously a clue. I heard the same question, like, last week. I forget what podcast I was listening to, but it probably wasn't yours. Guarantee it wasn't mine. It's not Konami. You're right. That was that was Street Fighter, I think. And the code. You're shaking your head. Capcom was Street Fighter. You're right. I'll be honest, that's what I was trying to think of. Oh. So, that's so I'm now less useful than I was before somehow. You might be alone on an island, he says. Knowingly. Oasis? Or Castaway? Castaway? Are these game companies? I don't know. That line of thinking is good, though. Because <laughs> I know why you're giggling. <laughs> I'll be furious when I hear it. Castaway felt good when I said it, but that doesn't mean it's right. It means it's a word that's kind of fun to say. Well, what do, you got, what do we have for just game companies that aren't specifically that? It's not, not going to be Sony or Nintendo or anything like that. It was arcade originally. It was arcade. Yeah. I'm just trying to run through everything. Sega, Atari, it's none of that. Probably. Or maybe not. What do I know? Not the answer, clearly. Jonathan is the worst straight face keeper. I know, he is. And I'm mm. trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and not stare over there. <laughs> Let's go with that one. Came to, came to us first. That's wrong, though. True. You drew Hill again. <laughs> We're not making love. Go cast away? Sure. For lack of a better No, sure isn't. Yeah. Let's try it. Right. Well, yeah, we'll lock in with cast away. All right. Jonathan and Kat. Well, when it comes to islands, perhaps he should have been more Pacific. We went with Midway. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the island you wanted to figure out was, in fact, Midway, which is the correct answer to the question. Great job. I'm not high-fiving you because that was a terrible pun. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Okay. Well, the good news is we didn't say it and talk ourselves out of it. It's true. Round three. Question three. Your category is building the modern world. What is the name of the first communication satellite launched into orbit in 1962? Built as a part of a joint team by AT&T... Bell Labs, NASA, GPO, and National PTT, it also marked the first privately sponsored space launch. I want you to name the first communication satellite launched in orbit in 1962. Can you read those companies again? (laughs) Uh, AT&T, Bell, (laughs) NASA, GPO, and National PTT. We're locked in. I want to know what you guys were giggling about. <laughs> I wrote Drew Hill and he couldn't read it. So I pointed at one of the other times I've written Drew Hill. All four of them currently on his back. We should 3 2 1 this. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Okay, so communication satellites. I see what you were getting at and I like it. It's pre GPS. Yeah. And I. Loran is terrestrial based, I believe. Who? Loran. It's a. It's what you used to use before GPS got like non-military. 
can can we make something? We can acronym out of those companies. That's the only thing. I uh, yeah, no, I see this where you're going, and I like it. I just don't know. Also, your handwriting is worse than mine. Sure is. Uh, Pagna, Pagna, Pagia, Pagia, I don't know. I know what they wrote. What was the? Are you sure the one that you said before was terrestrial? I want to say one of it's an acronym, and one of those words is something to do like land or something. It's, okay, but we don't but have a better guess. You named an actual thing. Do you want to go with that? Yes. Okay, uh, we'll go. We'll lock in with Loran. All right, Cat and Jonathan. What did you say? We went with Drew Hill. Of course. You <laughs> <did>. <laughs> We also went the, maybe it's an acronym, and then we said, and I didn't think it was Gutenberg. Um, You're so. safe in that it wasn't an acronym. It's called Telstar One. Oh. Telstar One is it the sure first is. communication I knew it was satellite. something one, but I didn't. Wasn't going to get there. What? Oh. <laughs> I also knew that, because yeah. I used to have a book with all that stuff in it. Long-range is... navigation. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out I think it's long-range navigation. This, this game started out with such promise. I know, right? For one of the like, games. <laughs> well, we both got the first one, right? We I haven't been killing two. you with difficulty. You know, you have. That's the problem. problem. <laughs> you, know. you, could, you didn't have to say that. This <laughs> <laughs> is very difficult. So I have Buzz Aldrin's book, Men from Earth, and I've tried to read it like five different times. And I can't get into it because it starts like way... I just want the rockets. I just want the moon stuff. It starts way before that. And I'm almost positive that I get to, because it was like Sputnik and then Vanguard and then Telstar 1, and I get to that point and I get bored and I put the book down. Fair. I've done this like three times. It sounds like your brain is aggressively rejecting this piece of information. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at the end of the third round, scores are 50 to 30. Kat Ooh. and Jonathan have the lead. Here we go. The question, the category is, are you artsy or are you fartsy? Ooh. All right, question. I'm going to name five popular works of art. I want you to tell me the name of the artist that created each. Get ready to write down these five popular works of art. The Dance. Presidential Portrait of Barack Obama. Mountains and Sea. The Garden of Earthly Delights. And Primavera. So we have The Dance... Presidential Portrait of Barack Obama, Mountains and Sea, The Garden of Earthly Delights, and Primavera. This your Primavera's food. <laughs> um, still angry at you. Don't be angry at me. Well, I'm I awesome. Sure. I can have a lot of complicated I, feelings I, about people. We're going to let that one go. You know what? <laughs> I can think you're awesome and also hate you. I can see it. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's huge. <laughs> How many people who are watching think they're going to get it right? What the? No. <laughs> right, Drew Hill. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not Drew Hill. It's not Drew Hill. That's, that's, that's 10,000% not. Sorry. <laughs> you should keep it. Whatever it is. Keep it. Circle it. No, we've, we've locked in with a slightly different answer. Yeah. I don't know. We haven't locked in. That's we haven't locked in? No. Well, but you haven't said you're locked in. You can't lock in until you do that's all right. of them. No, fair. Apparently it's huge. Look, I don't know anything about art. Okay. 
but it's so close to music. They're so related. I know. And we have a music very is, lovely I was gonna say, yeah. art museum. In fact, the Virginia Museum of Fine Art is right here on Boulevard. Everybody should come check it out when you're in the city of Richmond. Nice advertising. Okay, how many sponsorships do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Admission is free, 365 I, days a year, except true. for Christmas and Thanksgiving. There you go. Math is hard. Shut up. <laughs> you can pick up that kind of information at your local library. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also free. Now we'll get back to watching these guys stress out. I'm not stressed out. We're locked in. Oh, you're locked in? Yeah. Oh. All right. So uh, John and Aaron, you guys can talk it out. Great. I think we're sure about one. Yeah. Wait, which one? Mountains and Sierra Garden up the legs. You can just put that wherever you want. Okay. We can just put it for all of them except Wiley. So we know the presidential portrait of Obama is Kahinda Wiley because I asked you that question and you didn't know it then. Did you really? Yeah. Damn. When I hosted, I asked that question. How long ago was that? Uh, January. Oh, that's still, that's pretty weak, Jonathan. Yeah. Um, Wiley had an exhibit at the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts and it was beautiful. And that's, you know, so when he announced us who was doing his portrait, we were super excited because it, it's an amazing portrait. I saw it last month. Other than that, I don't have a clue. Um, Primavera is something that you put with pasta. Uh, Garden of Earthly Delights, I feel like I've probably seen this, but I don't know who did it. Uh, dance? No, that's not what I wanted to write for that. I hear dance and I write Dega. I actually wrote it down, but that's not what I meant to write. I meant Dega. <sighs> for the dance, we wrote Dega because Dega and dance. President Obama's portrait was Kahinda Wiley. Mountains and Sea, John wrote, he loves Monet, question mark. So, Mountains and Sea, we said Monet. Garden of Earthly Delights, I said Caravaggio, which I'm sure is wrong, and Ryan's going to yell at me, but that popped into my head for some reason. And Primavera, we said Raphael, because he was Italian. Okay. Kat and Jonathan, what did you guys say? I'm second-guessing everything we wrote except for Kehinda <laughs> Wiley. Don't do it all because of us, because this is all a load of wank. Well, because for the dance, I originally wrote down Degas, and then I was like, no, I've seen this. It's huge. It's Matisse. It's red, and it's blue, and it's one of those two. So, we wrote down Matisse. For Obama, we said Wiley, Mountains and Sea. The first thing that popped into my mind was Winslow Homer, so we wrote down Homer. Garden of Earthly Delights. Jonathan wrote Bosch, and I was not in a position to say no, so we wrote Bosch. And for Primavera, I said, I'm not reading that answer. He wants to say Chef Boyardee, but I I overruled him and said, Picasso question mark. So... Which got turned into Picasso check. Yeah, so we're going Matisse, Wiley, Homer, Bosch, and Picasso. All right, your correct answers are Henri Matisse. Damn it! Oh, yeah, it is I'm like, that is it. I blue and that. red and orange one. Fallvism for the win. Uh, that's the one they like. Kahinda Wiley is correct. Everybody hey. got that one. Uh, Mountains and Sea was by Helen Frankenthaler. So close. Yeah. Hieronymus Bosch did the Garden of Earthly Delights. And last but not least, Primavera was by Sandro Botticelli. It's the same look and feel that you get from The Birth of Venus. It's the same style as The Birth of Venus. I don't get that at all. I was going to say, you said it like that has any meaning. I just think of Kirby. Really? The Birth of Venus, where she's standing on the shell? With a a llama. Yeah. Did you see this? I didn't see the llama. It was the learnedly question last season, and someone replaced the Venus with an actual llama in the shell. (laughs) (laughs) It's like llamas on a house shell. Uh, So after the midpoint. Score is 62 to 34. Kat and Jonathan are out to a commanding lead. You know, 
It must be something about the name Jonathan. I think it is. I think it is, obviously. Handsome man, Julian. <laughs> it's a curse, but we'll live with it, right? That's right. <laughs> hey, guys, this is Jonathan, and that is the end of the first half of the game. Before we get on to the second half of the game, I want to tell you that today's show is sponsored by Green Chef. Now, I can hear you asking, what's Green Chef? So Green Chef is a meal box service. It is a USDA certified organic company that includes everything you need to easily cook delicious meals that you can feel good about. You know, sometimes you just want natural food, right? We're in a world that is more interested in being healthy and eating good food that is naturally produced and is also coming from sustainable sources. That's important to us. But it can be hard, you know, it's hard to figure out what's sustainably sourced and uh, it's hard to find really good organic ingredients. Green Chef is the answer to that problem. Green Chef recipes are easy. They're quick. They have step-by-step instructions. They have tips. You have pictures when you're doing it. I'm telling you guys, Green Chef makes it easy, right? And uh, there's something for everyone. You know, if you have a specialty diet, there is a Green Chef plan for you. They have paleo, they have vegan, they have vegetarian, they have keto, they have gluten-free, and then they have my kind of food, you know, the omnivore, carnivore kind of stuff. They have recipes for all of those diets. So if you fit in one of those categories and you want to make your dinner decision easy, you want to make your cooking experience easy, Green Chef is the way to go. You know, um, so when I was able to talk to the people over at Green Chef, they told me that they have expert chefs. You know, the, the chefs are designing these gourmet meals, essentially. Uh, and these are typically the kind of things that you'd only find in restaurants. And I'm not kidding, guys. In one of my last boxes, I got a recipe for Cajun shrimp and grits. And so it's like, okay, shrimp and grits, that's not a big deal. What? You have no idea. So the Cajun shrimp and grits came with um, collard greens. So I sauteed the collard greens, and that was pretty cool. They tasted delicious. I made a tangy pickled corn relish that went on the shrimp and grits. And this is Cajun shrimp and grits, so it's not just boring shrimp and grits. This has got some flavor to it, right? And then the corn relish on top of it, it was just so freaking good. It was like I went to a southern soul food kind of restaurant, and I made it myself in my house. You can make it too. For $50 off your first box of Green Chef you need to go to greenchef.us forward slash TWA. I'm not kidding, guys. You can get 50 bucks off your first box. It's greenchef.us. Now, remember, .us, not .com. greenchef.us forward slash TWA. All right, let's get going with the second half of today's game. All right, round four, question one. Your category is, if you smell it. What the rock is cooking? The nobody, no laughs, nothing. Okay, fine. Uh, I was just, fine. I'm curious because they have the wrestling guy. <laughs> I, was, I was just drinking it in. That was a really, actually really well done, Rock. I appreciate that. This question comes to us from Danielle Watson, who shared it nonchalantly at dinner on Wednesday night. I was like, holy crap, that's an amazing. I'm writing a question right now. Uh, black rice, a type of rice high in antioxidants, is typically known by what moniker, owing to its origins as a food reserved for the emperor of China? 
It's funny the longer I look at it, yeah. Oh, they've got joke answer. Do you real answer? No, you have written nothing down. <laughs> Dude, why do you cover your mouth when you laugh? Let it out. <laughs> I was so excited because you took the pad like you were going to write an answer. No, it was sitting over there not doing anything, so I figured it could sit over here and not do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching Celebrity Jeopardy. <laughs> and there it is, Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any pop culture knowledge. Pop culture knowledge in a way that's funny. Is Turd oh. Ferguson the show you said? No, it's, it's, it's absolutely perfect. It's perfect. We're locked in, by the way. Oh, All right. Okay. Well, Aaron and John. I wish you wouldn't have done that because then we need to talk. John wrote Drew Hill when I made fun of him for having nothing on his page. Drew Hill Rice, I'm going to give you a hint. Not, Not the right answer. Oh, spoilers. Cisco's still on the table. Though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys you guys can start telling us what you're thinking. We're not. I mean, like I said, he wrote Drew Hill. We're going, what? It's, I, it's either going to be something you say and we kick ourselves for not knowing it, or it's something we've never heard of. I think there's no middle ground on this one. Okay. I was saying, like, Black Pearl or something. Black something. Black and tan. Black velvet. Black... Beauty. Yeah. I'm having, you know, having a shockingly hard time coming up with Chinese foods. <sighs> Lo mein. Yeah. I'm just thinking of what I always order when I yeah, go to Chinese foods on the yeah. street. I don't have any idea. I have nothing to contribute See, to value. No, because oh, that's, yeah, de- know, that's definitely wrong. Yeah. Would you like me to read the question? Yes, again? please. That would be lovely. Here we go. Black rice, a type of rice high in antioxidants, is typically known by what moniker owing to its origins as a food reserved for the emperor of China? No, that's chicken. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to come up. <laughs> Give me what you wrote. Kung Pao, didn't you? Sure did. <laughs> you wrote General Tsao. Yeah, same, yeah. You got, I mean, you've got the, the Ming Dynasty, the, the, the I don't know anything about Chinese history dynasty. You got the Xin Dynasty? Is that a dynasty? God, this is so embarrassing. That's a bone. I hate you a little bit. I, I liked it. It was good. It could be both. <laughs> no. The Xin is a bone. It is, but it was all... Right, wasn't it Chinese? Like, I'm not... Uh, I don't even know what you're asking. Can you say Ming? Yes. Yes. The Merciless. Damn right. Also known as Jeffrey Seguritan. I have no I have nothing. Massachusetts spelled with one S. <laughs> For the win. Do we go pick a pick a dynasty? Go from there. I said Ming. Wanna go Ming? Let's go Ming. Sure, Ming. Ming. Alright. Cat and Jonathan. We decided to go with Is a Rock. And said Jade Rice. Jade Rice. Oh, yep. Yeah, he wrote down Jade Rice, and I looked at him like, what are you smoking? And then he wrote underneath it, Arrow, is a rock. <laughs> Duh. So, yeah. Is that right? No. Good. Oh! oh I like that, though. Oh. <laughs> that was a great answer. Jade Ember was a thing. Yeah. yeah. The, clue, the clue there was that it's reserved for the Emperor of China. People were put to death when they would steal it. Because only the Emperor of China was allowed to eat it. It was forbidden rice. Oh. Hmm. The answer, if you'll see it on menus at Fru Fru places all over the place, huh. forbidden rice. There's your problem. You've met us. We don't go to Fru yeah, Fru places. <laughs> I've got news for you. Your favorite restaurant is a Fru Fru restaurant, and I wouldn't be surprised if they have forbidden rice on that menu. Savory grain? Savory grain? Yeah. You don't Peter think it's Fru Fru? Peter Chang's, maybe. But, maybe. No. Uh, 
What's yeah, what's savory grain? It's Delicious. Like, it's it's pretty frou frou. That's got it's, great food. Oh, is that but what it's got fancy be? stuff on that. That is not frou frou. No. It's got. I didn't say it's small portions. I'm saying it's got fancy stuff on the menu. Shrimp and grits. Come on. What's in the shrimp and grits though? The shrimp and grits no, and cheese. It's bull crap. The ingredients they had on their stuff was fancy. I had the burger. I don't know. We need to take him to a possum because that's rude. They serve you dessert on Star Wars plates. It really sounds like I'm going to get roadkill at La Possum. No. You might, but it'll be fur fur roadkill. Best roadkill you've ever had. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, I, I, believe, I feel better. I believe that hamburger, though, was made with cows that were fed grass-fed arugula. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were going. I thought you were going. He went arugula. I thought you were going to zig and you zagged. The beer hit my lips and he said grass and I'm like, don't finish it. <laughs> Damn it. Round four. Question two. Your category is Harry Potter. Yes, I might know this one. What animal of the genus Lutra was Hermione's playful Patronus as seen in the movie The Order of the Phoenix? I wish I was recording to Lutton. this one. Lutton, Lutton, I know this one. So that couch just moved like when eight you, feet up and down. Last night you asked a Patronus question. I thought to myself, I bet she gets the question tomorrow. <laughs> I'm helping. Can can you spell the the, the word that you said that L U T R A. Lutra. Lutra. Oh, yeah. John just found out what his answer was gonna be. That was great. <laughs> oh, so we can talk then. Yes. Yeah. Talk yes. away. You couldn't tell by her, I'm not it, I got it! <laughs> I, I black out from time to time. So I have that effect on people. Winning the shock, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they call it missing time. So I've got rabbit, squirrel, fox, beagle? Be- no, it's not. A- I know it's not a this beagle. Is yes. <laughs> Beagles are playful. The beagle was Darwin's Patronus. Oh. 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 Hey. oh, well done. I like the first thing you wrote down, which is rabbit, because I'm a big fan of going with first instinct, and for some reason, Lutra sounds like it might be a rabbit, so... so hold on, though. Wait. Oh, we're like three-quarters circled. We are, we are three-quarters circled. That's unofficially not locked in. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Because I want to say that Luna Lovegood, her Patronus is a rabbit. I don't worry, I'll get the I wanted you to break so fast. She's John, not on your team. When John floats information, he looks around to see if he's going to react <laughs> to the things that he says. Uh, but I think that's Luna, but I might be wrong. Is a ferret playful? Are ferrets playful? That depends on the ferret. The, okay. <sighs> so the problem is, like, you say Lutra, and the first thing I think of is Lupin, and I know that that's a wolf. Yeah. But that's but, where all of my brain power towards LU goes. I feel like there's... No, that's Lupin the third, and I'm sure that's the fox. Oh, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Lutra, there, I don't know. I'll look up the French word for rabbit later to see if I'm right, but rabbit is what I'm going with. Your lupins, please. Yes. So, yes, rabbit. We're going to lock in with rabbit. Rabbit. So, rabbit is lapin. Yeah. L-A-P-I-N. Thank you. Hermione Grange Paternus is an otter. <laughs> you can let it out, but the microphone's right there. Oh, ah, it is an otter. I know. Damn right? it. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Otters are not playful. Otters are... <laughs> they are the geese of the water. <laughs> I'm pretty sure geese are the geese of the water. No, fair. You're fair. Your point. <laughs> not unfair. 
I went with water because I couldn't remember if otters were ocean going or not. I'm pretty sure they're inland. But I mean, a sea otter. There are both otters and sea otters. The book, if you read the book, there there's all this talk about Hermione making her Patronus and it's an otter, and she's kind of like, really, it's an otter. It's being playful and like frolicking. Frolicking is the word used a lot with Hermione's Patronus. Also, I had to read the books less than a year ago because I did a Harry Potter trivia game. That's true. Many questions of which I asked last night. The correct answer? Otter. Woo! I was going to be super embarrassed if that was wrong. But Luna's is a rabbit, right? I don't know. Mm. She's the best character in the whole series. How in the world hot have take. you come to <laughs> that? That is a hot take. <laughs> Luna Lovegood may be the best character in the entire Western canon, and I will not back down from that point. <laughs> Western canon? I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Round four. Question three. Your category is... What the hell kind of name is that, anyway? What popular quick service chain didn't get its name from the Objiwe name for a Canadian goose, but the Pennsylvania town it did get its name from did? We're locked in, by the way. Quick service. Sonic. What You, uh, the, you might not be able to answer this, but when you say quick service, is that like, like fast casual or like fast? I, that's a term I've never heard before. I actually looked up the best way to say this, and there was a category of quick service chains, for lack of a better word, that included multiple types of places where you could quickly get food. Okay. I can't tell you much more than that. That's fine. Okay. So from his explanation, it sounds like it's an overarching umbrella-ish term, Mm -hmm. right? So Qdoba, Sonic, Panera, um, Canadian Goose. I was going to approach it from the chain angle, the the restaurant chain angle. I, the things I feel like yeah. if I try and go that way, I'm gonna. I don't feel like I'm I, I, in my head of completely grasping exactly. And I know you can't get more detail because, um, like, the first thing that actually came popped into my head was like like a Wawa or a Sheets, just because you said Pennsylvania. You know, I don't hate Wawa because that's Pennsylvania based. It is. Is it a town in Pennsylvania? But I couldn't tell you what town though. I, I mean, feel like it would be the to... town of Wawa. Right? Well, got its name from, so it could be oh. like Walla Walla, we're in Pennsylvania, not Washington. Like, that would make sense. There's a lot of places with stupid names in Pennsylvania. With apologies sure. to all the listeners in Pennsylvania who live in towns with stupid names, it's possible that one of them she is something like... She did. With apologies. With apologies, but your town name is stupid. With yep. apologies, but not really sucking. <laughs> Like, I, feel I mean, better. I'm sorry your town is a stupid name. Yeah, no. I, I'd feel better about Wawa if I could figure out what the town name it was coming from was. I mean, how good is your Pennsylvania geography? Evidently not good enough. Great, let's lock in Wawa. Okay, yeah. We'll lock in Wawa. All right. Kat and Jonathan. We want Wawa. Correct answer is Wawa. Let's go. <laughs> What's the town name? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Wawa. Is it just Wawa? Okay, I, I just believe it is. So it's literally just a town. I'll check it out. It's not stupid. It's wonderful. The building went up the street and y'all have the best sandwiches. And that's the quick service. They are the number one quick service food provider right now. That And given Wawa, that definition makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like I the, couldn't yeah. say it was a fast casual yeah. or a chain or anything like that. It was that. the first I, thing that popped into my head. I was just trying to figure out if it fit. Service? Could gives you a little bit of service station, yeah. too. I thought that was a little tiny clue. Whew, knowing the answer, that was a great question. <laughs> Another Richmond shout-out for the intro. We have Sheets and Wawa, Wawa. in the same town. Hey, Wawa hey. is the name of And the 7-Eleven. Cool. All right, after round four, 
72 to 54. Cat and Jonathan have a less than 20 point lead. That's true. All right, round five. Your category is body art. Tupac Shakur had a large tattoo of a cross on his back with the words Exodus 1831 in the center, which he said was in honor of what black slave rebellion leader who inspired him with his spirit against oppression? I mean, I think my answer is wrong, but it's not an incorrect guess. I don't think that's right. So it depends on how you're interpreting (laughs) where you're putting the hyphens. Exhibit A. Oh, I've seen, yeah. (laughs) That's, I'm pretty sure that's wrong. Hmm? Yeah. Okay, we're provisionally locked in. I mean, there is no provisional. We're locked in. (laughs) I don't know why I said provisionally. We might go back on it after we hear their answer. (laughs) On the (laughs) provisional. So the first thing I wrote down was Moses because I'm a smart ass. I don't think that's right because, I mean, no one knows what color skin Moses had. It was probably quite dark, but he was not known as a black rebellion leader. So don't get, you keep pointing at it like it was a serious Sorry, answer. I'm, Stop I'm, it. I'm, I'm pointing and thinking. Okay. Um. <laughs> Stop with your pointing. And more with the thinking. No, less with the thinking, more with the pointing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any thought behind any yeah. of these answers, except not that one. And probably not that one. I agree. And probably not that one. I still agree. That's still, that's, okay. I'm fine with either of these two. So your theology degree is not getting us whatever Exodus 18 is. If you want me was. to talk for 10,000 words about the variations of the verb for to bind, as they may or may not have appeared in Genesis chapter 22, I'm your girl. Short of that, my Old Testament knowledge is hazy. It's been 10 years since I studied it. Welcome to the Genesis podcast. Today we have Aaron Mark. who is going to talk for 10,000 words about what to bind means in the ancient context. You've got to bind. Unfortunately, she's not ready for that. We <laughs> thought it was Genesis the band. <laughs> she's got about 500 words on the qualities of the album Invisible Touch. Nice. And why Phil Collins needs to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Twice. 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 Yeah. So we've written down Malcolm X and Frederick Douglass. And I'm ashamed to admit this, but my black history is not good enough to have any thunder behind either of those answers or even to know if they're correct or not. So I'm going to let John pick. It's not okay, right? I'm just going to throw that out there. It's, it seems like the, an obvious thing, but that doesn't really fit. It might. I don't know what Genesis, is it Genesis 13 or 18. I'm not even, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Do you want to the question Yeah, there was a pronoun that was leading me out of a direction I otherwise wanted to go. So Tupac Shakur had a large tattoo of a cross on his back with the words Exodus 1831 or Exodus 1831 in the center. So I'm just saying, I'm reading 1831, yeah. but it's just the numbers, 1831, which he said was in honor of what black slave rebellion leader who inspired him with his spirit against oppression? Slave rebellion leader. So oh, it, depends um, where, it depends on where you throw... The his. If the his we're talking about is Tupac, then Harriet Tubman? Okay. But the other if the thing his is referring to who the person is, and that doesn't work. Who is the Harper's Ferry guy? John, John Brown. Brown. Not You're black. not supposed to help them. Oh. It was, it was, <laughs> Thank it you. It was John Brown. Um, also, white question mark, I think. Okay. I don't, I just, I think Slaver Bone, I think Harper's Ferry, because I drive yeah, past that mile marker all the time. I'm going with Harriet Tubman. Sure. Harriet Tubman, lock in. All right, Cat and Jonathan. So Exodus gives you Moses. Harriet Tubman was known as Moses, but we weren't sure if taking slaves from the south to the north quite counted as rebellion. So we went with Nat Turner. Ooh. 
the leader of the Black Slave Rebellion in 1831, Nat Turner. Nice. Very impressive. Good job. I was also Just to be clear, though, 1831, I, I wanted to clarify that it wasn't yeah. a Bible verse when I read oh, it. Oh. It's not a Bible gosh, verse. It's, it's the year. year. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, I didn't get yeah. That's why I said you, totally you were trying real hard to I'm wondering if it's a Bible verse. I'm, yeah, I did too, and I'm wondering if it ties in. It's definitely not. There's no punctuation. As soon as you said 1831, I thought, oh, he means a year. And, and locked it, in. I still didn't pick up on that. And, it, and as soon as you said Tupac and tattoo, I was hoping you were going to go with the Thug Life yeah, I know. tattoo on his abdomen, but went somewhere else. There is no chapter 18 in Exodus. <laughs> I was thinking, so I heard. Huh. I heard Bible verse. My first thought was Marcellus Wallace. But that's oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Round five. Question two. Your category is animal. Animal. Yes. Uh, this question comes to us from Susie Becker. What African animal creates a stereoscopic illusion to confuse and escape from its hunter? What African animal creates a stereoscopic or stereoscopic illusion to confuse and escape from its hunter? That came to you really quick. You want to walk it in? I don't. I don't want to talk about it. Keep making us talk and keep still getting it wrong. I know. Well, yeah. I like that. Can talk? Yeah, sure. Let's do that. All right. We're going to walk in. So the first thing that Jonathan wrote down was zebra. And then we went back and forth over what exactly stereoscopic meant. I thought it meant wall of sound. I'm pretty sure stereophonic would be sound. Scopic is almost always visual. And stereo sort of means like all-encompassing or something. Somebody who's better in Latin or Greek can give me that. So, given that we think stereophonic would be like a wall of sound, stereoscopic is probably some sort of visual illusion. Do we want to just go with zebra? Yeah, because I think everything else that we wrote down is either not a predator or not an animal. Like Right, like an elephant, probably not really great at illusions. Vuvuzela, <laughs> not an animal. Vuvuzela, though, I think was created to mimic an animal's noise, but I can't remember which one it would be right now. Yeah, but I kind of, for some reason, I want to say it sounds like the thing that we wrote down, uh, but we locked in with zebra. All right, we're locked in with zebra. You sure you didn't want to think of a grr falcon? <laughs> <laughs> not a thing. I told you it wasn't a thing. I told you it was a totally made up animal. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Yeah, so, so okay. I was going to say, we similar lines of thought. We were thinking stereo, two, likely, scopic vision. We were thinking the black black and white yeah. for, and we started and ended the same place as zebra. We actually started, and you can oh, the yeah. So <laughs> the first thing I wrote down was bird of paradise, because Ooh, those are those oh, birds that yeah. do the thing, and they flip out their face, yeah. and they do a dance, and they scare the crap out of you. I have not him. figured They're out. amazing. I just did a little, like, dancing blue smiley face thing. No, it's... Creeps me out. I don't know why. So if, if it makes it to the cut that he kept saying, you wrote that done quickly, I'm like, yeah, that's because you hate them and they scare you. But um, yeah, we ended up going, because stereo is like all around, like you said, and right. scopic typically means visual, like a like a zooscope, for example. Okay. Um, so yeah, we said zebra. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the zebra stripes mimic, or were evolutionarily selected to mimic the high plains grass. So stereoscopic... If you ever think about those uh, 3D images where you see nothing and then you look long enough and you see something appear in them, that's a stereoscopic image. It's using 
two different eyes, the same way that like 3D vision for 3D glasses stereoscop- stereoscopic. And when a bunch of these animals start running together, they create the same effect. It is a zebra. Well done. Which is the noise zebras make. (laughs) Actually, zebras make a funky noise, dude. They do. I mean, they could join George Clinton any day of the week. (laughs) All right. Round five. Question three. Your category is Washington, D.C. crap. The Pennsylvania Avenue entrances to what building in Washington, D.C. is flanked by the statues known as Future and Past, while the Constitution Avenue entrance is flanked by the statues called Heritage and Guardianship. So, Pennsylvania entrance has statues Future and Past. Constitution Avenue entrance has Heritage and Guardianship. I'm going that. Literally exactly what I was about to start doing. I'll go with it. I'm not getting my yeah. talk. Yep. All right. We're locked in. You guys can talk. I spent so much time in D.C. when I was growing up. Oh, my God. This is terrible. Um, Mom, I'm so sorry. You'll never listen to this, but I'm so sorry. So I have a very crudely drawn map of the National Mall, and it... <laughs> <laughs> so do we. It's yeah. a rectangle. It is a rectangle with a, a pencil-like thing at one end and a rotunda-like thing at the other. And Sounds pretty accurate to me. A yeah. body of water. And I am trying desperately to remember where Pennsylvania and Constitution and Independence all go. And my brain is just saying, nope, nope, nope. You're going to block all that out. But I'm trying to think of buildings that have statues in front of them. I hate D.C. <laughs> I don't hate it, but I feel like once you've seen one statue, you've kind of seen them all. I have a bunch of very wonderful friends that live there, but every time I go there, something weird happens. It's a terrible place. The last time I was there, I'm pretty sure the soap that I used from a actual like soap dispenser and the bathroom of a very nice office building had mold in it. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So we wrote down... I hate D.C. <laughs> we we start with the Supreme Court, which probably doesn't have statues, but I'm pretty sure it has a basketball court in it. That's true. The highest court in the land. Woo! But I like that. Really that close good. to like the that. Supreme Court, maybe. I don't remember, uh, but we just logic into this. You're think you're talking about future and past and then heritage and guardianship. I just wrote down and circled the National Archives. Yeah. Oh. And don't say we. That was all you can. That was amazing. All right. All right. You guys? So I wrote down Congress or SCOTUS, and then I drew a picture of the National Mall, which is a rectangle with Constitution Avenue one side, Independence on the other. We got away from the White House because there's no sculptures outside of it. And it doesn't, it's kind of not there. I wrote Union Station and we didn't circle it, but I'm, now I'm thinking that might be right. We ended up circling the Supreme Court. Correct answer is the National Archive. Oh, yes, Kat. Nice. I do like Union Station as an answer, though. Yeah. They've got a lot of weird stuff yeah, outside. They do. Sweeping the round. Ugh. Kat and Jonathan have 102. Aaron and John have 64. Oh, we are going to get doubled up. Mm-hmm. Watch out. That was a good, good pull. Ask some hockey questions, amazing. please. All right, round six, question one. The category is spooks. The movies The Spy Who Came In From The Cold and Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy are based off of novels by what British author who retired from MI6 to write full-time in 1963. We're locked in. Jonathan and Kat say they're locked in. It's my ass. 
just handed me the paper like I might know. Yep. It's like crap. I it's like I was it's not Pete Carroll because he's the coach of Seahawks and it's not Pete Conrad. It's not Joseph Conrad. Something like that. And I don't know. So mm. with your permission, I'm gonna lock in Drew Hill. How's Go that for sound? It. Drew Hill. I see. He was a great receiver for the Oilers in the early nineties and the Falcons in the mid nineties. Anyway. There is a Drew Hill that fits the description. Oh. Jonathan Cat. I'll let Cat take it. Oh, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name exactly, but we wrote down Jean Le Carre. Ah! Uh, that was the sound of paper being tossed, for sure. The answer is John Le Carre, or Le Carre, or whatever his French or English self says he is. They're destroying y'all at the moment. Just the last vestiges of the Norman Conquest. <laughs> I have the Constant Gardener in my room. Okay. I haven't read it yet. But that's being there. What? Chauncey Gardener being there. Constant Gardener is a John Carter book. I don't know. I think it is. What am I thinking? You keep looking at me. Why do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> John, like, I don't even read, dude. Exodus 1831. <laughs> that's in the Apocrypha. <laughs> The Tupacrypha. Hey. Oh. <laughs> 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 yes. Tupacrypha. I'm on board. That is fantastic. All right. Round six. Question two. Oh, no. Yeah, really? No. Yes. Category is, tell me about Young Nasty Man. What actor and musician teams up with Jack Black to form a band of which the likes have never been seen that call themselves... Tenacious D. I knew the band name. Mm-hmm. I mean, what level actor are we talking about here? Very low-level cameos, okay. but Pick of Destiny. That's the Tenacious D movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's so, exactly full-on like. star. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought somebody would go fast on this one. I'm picturing him. I know exactly what he looks like. Okay. Do you have any details about his face? His hair? I thought I should probably give you that. You're, yeah. you're doing just fine. <laughs> I, think, I think the answers are white and none for face and hair. Is he bald? So he looks like you. Ooh. <laughs> 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 start writing down his answer feverishly. Locked in. <laughs> no, we are not locked in. <laughs> <laughs> Unlocked in. Can we lock in? Because you, do you think you're going to get there? Because I can I offer I you nothing so. in terms of bouncing. I can give you wrong answers all day. We're not locked in, but yeah. we could we could work this point oh. together and still get there. <laughs> Where are you talking? You guys real quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's us against him now because he's got more points than all of us. Fair. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no. Fair. Um, and I'm literally writing the questions like let me get them as much information as I can. <laughs> I just got. It. You angels? No, we are but men. Rock. Yes. Yeah. That's from Tribute, which is, is a fantastic song. It is song. a wonderful song. Love and it's Jack song. Black and that other guy. That other guy. Yep. This is also wrong. By what the in the actual? But it does satisfy the criteria that were given to us <laughs> of actor-musician. Yeah, that's probably true. And by probably, I mean definitely. I'm not going to get this. I'm just going to let you know that right now. I don't care for Jack Black. That puts the right picture Uh, in your head. You know I didn't watch that show. Did I know that? You know that now. Cool. I didn't watch that. (laughs) What show is that? I'm not going to tell you. Nice try, though. 
I'm just making pleasant conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to just circle that thing? Yeah, right? I'm gonna yeah. just just for the sake of moving it along here. All right, so you're locked in. We're yeah. locked in. So Cat wouldn't let me go with Jonathan Robbins on the white white face, bald headed. Fits those criteria. She wouldn't let me go with Chris Christopherson based on the musician actor criteria. Star of the movie Convoy, based on the song by W. C. McCall, which everyone should see at some point. <laughs> Have you never seen Convoy? No. It's the story of the rubber duck. I oh have my a woman God. of excellent taste and refinery. Of so course I've not seen go Convoy. Go watch Convoy. It's an amazing film. That's a very long-winded way of saying we don't have a real answer That's for this. True. And I've seen this movie once, and it was a very long time ago, and I'm drawing a blank. So we're going to scribble... No, we're... <laughs> Okay, so is that actually how it's spelled? I've been wondering the whole time. That is how it's spelled. Okay, we're going to lock in with Drew Hill, and that's D-R-U Hill. It is. All right, what did you guys say? I originally wrote Andy Samberg, because okay. if you're talking comedy duos, then why not? We're just going to tell him a sex tape joke. But I didn't actually have an answer, so he wrote. So yeah, we. Uh, you're right. It's definitely bald guy, definitely white guy. It looks vaguely like Hank from Breaking Bad, so I wrote Hank from Breaking Bad. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so I was really hoping that you would lock on to the fact that you, you had some of the lyrics to tribute, and some of the lyrics to tribute say, me and my brother Kyle here walking down this long and winding road. His name is Kyle Gass. I've heard that, but I never Kyle pulled Gass him. is nope. the other member of Tenacious D. Just go ahead and give us zero points, though? Yep. Yeah, I'm going to have to. <laughs> Because we got the answer wrong. That's how this game works. He does look a little, he does, feel, well, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like he does look a little like Black Francis from the Pixies. But. Uh, you know, not too far off. Yeah. Not too far off. No, Probably not, not today. Me. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, not today. Right. So Kyle Gass was a comedian before he was part oh. of all of this. All right, last question. Round six, question three. Category is, he picked up the scent. Was it shrimp? <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> you were in that freezer for a long time, am I right or am I right? I'm holding my breath. There's definitely a better way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Used as an aphrodisiac and possibly to help cover up the scent of marijuana. What herb, commonly associated with hippies and flower children, is actually part of the mint family? I mean, yeah. There it is. We're locked in. But yeah, I wrote patchouli and circled it. John, do you agree with uh, your teammate? We're locked in, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I guess we're going with that. We can talk it out. Hey, maybe, maybe you didn't patchouli. hear Erin. <laughs> she I've wrote heard. patchouli and circled it. I've heard her space museum is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, what did you say? We also said patchouli. Correct answer is patchouli. Yay! You, you've got a question. What's all around? Hippies. Yay, hippies. They're your people. How did you not know that? They're my people? Yeah. I'm a hippie, apparently. Wow. I'm an accountant. Who works for a trash company? How do you feel about Don't that? Don't like it, but that's not the point. <laughs> I, was, I sold out as a hippie. Where did you almost go to college? This is meant to be trick UC question. Berkeley? <laughs> Smith, Brown, Wellesley, VT, right? Uh, one of the Vermont, were you? VT's Virginia Tech. Uh, Vermont is <laughs> UVM. Yeah, UVM. no, they're not. Yeah, yeah. Bryn Mawr. 
This bit did not go as yeah. <laughs> Alright, your score is going into the gauntlet. 122 for Kat and Jonathan. 77 for Aaron and John. And your gauntlet category is... I'm coming to your city. I don't even know what that's a reference to. So let's <laughs> bet accordingly. <laughs> you said they had 74, right? Seven. They have 77. Seven. Where'd you pick up three more points? Good point. Aww. It is 74. <laughs> so look at my look at my seven. Looks like a nine to me. <laughs> <laughs> look at this score down there. Uh, you see how the mistake was made? Yes. I could have sworn that said 77. 74 to 122. We have locked in our wager. Do you want to say it too? I'm good. You did a great job. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. We have locked in our wager. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> this is my deadpan base friend. <laughs> Thanks, Lurch. Ray, <laughs> Ray. Ooh. Saucer. <laughs> All right. I'm coming to your city. Question one. I was excited about the chance to see the famous doors of the baptistry carved by Lorenzo Ghiberti, as well as Michelangelo's David, when I visited what city in 2007? I like this category a lot, and I get where you're going, and I like it. I don't know. Knowing about me helps you. All right, we are locked in. We're also locked in. All right, question two. When I visited Las Vegas in 2015, I enjoyed riding the high roller Ferris wheel, but I had no intention of riding the high roller roller coaster found at the top of what hotel and casino? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently it stayed there. (laughs) We are locked in. As as are we. All right. Question three. What is the name of the weekly ESPN program that features the Big and Rich song Coming to Your City? As it broadcasts each week from a different location. Locked in. We just canceled our cable subscription. It's been on for years and years and years. You've had your chance. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's go with that one. All right, you locked in? Yep. All right, we're going to go back through. This time I want you to give me your answers. Question one. I was excited about the chance to see the famous doors of the baptistry carved by Lorenzo Ghiberti, as well as Michelangelo's David, when I visited what city in 2007? Kat and Jonathan, what did you say? We said Rome. Rome. Uh, is that Rome, Georgia? Rome, Rome Italy. Rome, Italy. Okay. Uh, Aaron and John. We said Florence. Florence. Okay. Question two, when I visited Las Vegas in 2015, I enjoyed riding the high roller Ferris wheel, but had no intention of riding the high roller roller coaster. Found at the top of what hotel and casino? Cat and Jonathan. We said MGM Grand. MGM Grand and John and Aaron said? We said the Hard Rock. The Hard Rock. And question three, what is the name of the weekly ESPN program that features the Big and Rich song Coming to Your City? as it broadcasts each week from a different location. Jonathan and Kat. We said game day? Okay. Uh, Aaron and John. We put college game day live. I don't okay. like that face. Yeah, it was, <laughs> right. was right except for the word live. <laughs> All right. Going back through question one. The Baptistry Doors by uh, 
Lorenzo Gaberti and Michelangelo's David are found in Florence, Italy. Right. He wrote it and you were like, if you know me, this will be easy. And that sealed it. <laughs> I was I was at Rome like three days later. But Yeah, but David's not in Rome. David's not in Rome. This is on the right continent. Uh, the oh, right country. Nice job. Uh, the second question, the uh, casino and hotel that the high roller roller coasters found at the top of, it's called the Stratosphere. Oh, oh. The Stratosphere. Yes, it's up high. I wouldn't yes. that either. And the name of the ESPN program is simply College yeah. Game Day. Oh. Uh, By our powers combined. Yeah. College that Game Day. Yes. All right. So nobody got the call there right. I did call it, by the way. He was like, let's bet a lot. And I said, no, no, based on how this game is going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Jonathan, well, you know what? Aaron and John, what did you wager? Champions bet zero. We bet zero. So, Aaron and John finished with 74 points. Cat and Jonathan, if you wager, what, 22? 48. 42, 48. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you wagered anything more than 48, you probably weren't very smart. What did you wager? We also wagered zero. Because we're the true champions. <laughs> Jonathan Cat are our winners, 122 to 74. Boom. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Wow. Hey guys, this is Jonathan, and I am breaking in to do our promotions in the Trivial Warfare Army this week. Uh, it doesn't sound so seamless because obviously the sound quality is a lot different when I'm recording on location versus when I'm recording in the home studio here. Uh, but I, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done our promotions, and I don't want to get too far behind. There are a lot of people here who are really helping us out, and I want to give them all the credit in the world. So, first up, we have Christina Johnson, who came in as a new lieutenant colonel. Big time, Christina. Thank you so much. Uh, Brianna Garten has promoted herself from major to lieutenant colonel. Brianna, oh, you're so great. Thank you. Uh, Rebecca DeMott has joined us as a new captain. Thank you, Rebecca. Ronnie Bach has joined us as a new lieutenant. Thank you, Ronnie. Uh, new cap. We've been joined by a new captain, Charles Yu. Thank you, Charles. Russell Collins has joined us as a new major. Welcome, Russell. Thank you. Tony Rask is a new lieutenant colonel. Thank you, Tony. That's fantastic. Uh, Luke Dyson has joined us as a new sergeant. Welcome, Luke. Thank you. Kevin Thomas and I enjoyed brunch at uh, Bus Boys and Poets in Washington, D.C. a couple of weeks ago. He's joined us as a new sergeant. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, Philip Mavrikis has joined us as a new lieutenant. Thank you, Philip. Jamie Toon has joined us as a new private. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you. Katie Short has joined us as a new captain. That is awesome. Thank you, Katie. Craig Nicholson is on board as a new lieutenant. Welcome, Craig. Nick Bentley is here as a new sergeant. Thank you, Nick. Linda Tranter is a Jacksonville person who's joined us as a new lieutenant. Thank you, Linda. Matthew Woodard has joined us as a new lieutenant colonel. That is awesome. Thank you, Matthew. Steve Stable has joined us as a new captain. Uh, he's also joined by new captain Aaron Bauman. Thank you both. That's outstanding. David Gilbert is on board as a new lieutenant. Welcome, David. And last but not least, Benjamin Kirk has joined us as a new captain. That's about three weeks worth, guys, and I'm just overwhelmed. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. 
Uh, as you guys know, we are an independent podcast, and we appreciate every single person who supports the show. You guys are all fantastic. Uh, if you want to be like these awesome people, all you have to do is go to TrivialWarfareArmy.com. If you decide to sign up, then rest assured, you're joining some of the best people in the world. All right, let's move on to a quick round of shout-outs by our friends over in Richmond. Kat, we're going to start with you because the last time you got replaced with an ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm getting this recording, damn it. I would like to give a shout-out to all octopi ahead. <laughs> May your passage be smooth. That is all. That's all. Fair enough. Jonathan. I'd like to give a shout-out to my wife, Ebony, who probably won't hear this, but in case she does, I love you. And I would also like to let people know, uh, as I am contractually obligated to do so as a DOT employee, when you see people working on the side of the road, please slow down and get over. They have families, too, that they want to see at the end of the day. And we have a memorial right off 64 to workers that have died. So it's pretty important. All right, Aaron. I don't want to follow that. All right, John. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go back to what I was saying at the beginning. and uh, Shout out to uh, your local art scene. Go see... Go see theater. Go see. Uh, go support your your local bands. They need it and uh, make make your city, ours, and any other city a better place. All right, Aaron. Yeah, go see theater. Come see my theater, but also see any theater. Come see art. Enjoy art. Art's great. And uh, thanks, John. This was a blast. I'm yeah, glad you were able to be here. And this was a lot. Your questions were really hard, and I'm mad at you for it. They really weren't that hard. I know. <laughs> Every everyone out there in listener land and all the ships at sea are like, "What is wrong with you, idiots?" And the answer is, <laughs> I don't know either. But to, follow me on Facebook, Orange Cat Trivia. To be fair, there has been alcohol consumed during the recording of this episode. What? No. It can easily, easily. Nope. It can easily be blamed on that. What? Exactly. I blame Orange Cat. I would not have known this stuff sober. Oh. I don't think. I really don't think so. Hmm. I learned a lot. I like learning things. This is fun. There you go. All right. So for Jonathan, for Kat, for John, and for Aaron, I am Jonathan, and this has been another episode of Trivial Warfare, where it's not just trivia, it's war. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Trivial Warfare. To learn more about the show and become a warhead yourself, visit TrivialWarfare.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or in any other good podcast app. And find us on Facebook or Twitter by searching Trivial Warfare. Warm It Up was written and performed by Matthew Stevens. This episode was edited and produced by me, Joel Sharpton. If you need help with your podcast, find it at propodcastingservices.com. There it is. Delicious. Seven. Going seven. Seven. You know I'm on your side. That's exactly how I sneeze. I've been sitting on that for the entire video. I don't think I've ever witnessed that before. That was. I'm being sincere. I was there for an eleven once. It was insane. I'm thinking she went over there to pass gas and is blaming the shrimp. No, that's a shrimp smell. You don't fart shrimp. <laughs> Not when you had pizza. There you go. I know her, guys. <laughs> so John is letting us know that your gas is uh, above rancid shrimp. <laughs> so plus one to that. And I'm single. <laughs>
I love you too, Mom. You don't know how podcasts work, but I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> I search for Primavera. This is the <laughs> Which I see. I feel like my answer is it's defensible. Red. It's red and orange, like Matisse. For you guys who are listening to the podcast, I typed in Primavera for, in, in Google, and all I got was pictures of food. Primavera art. So this is what I wanted to show you guys. Yeah, this is completely him. It was very... Oh, yeah. Oh, fiddlesticks. Wow. Yeah, it's a painting. <laughs> well done. Lime. <laughs> well, <I'm> <laughs> Got that much. We are very far behind. On what are you talking about? Aren't we? No, this is super fast. No, 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 no. Score wise. Oh, oh, I got. We're zipping, yeah, but the, oh, the no. score is. Y'all have got like. Yeah, that's We have thirty-four. Four. Yeah. 